welcome to episode six of the Disruptive Social Skills Podcast by Life Confident, where we focus on melting away shyness and social anxiety, building skyscraper confidence, and developing cloud-bursting social skills. I'm your host, Richard Gray, and today's topic is about the five levels of eye contact and how to hold your own in conversation. If you're struggling with eye contact, chances are you're struggling in many other areas of your social life too. So if the eyes really are the windows of the soul, in this episode, we'll be pulling back the curtains to examine these five levels and reveal the one to aspire to. In my own nearly 50 years of life now, the last 20 of which have been dedicated to personal development, I can define my own descent into a world of shyness and social anxiety by two incidents of eye contact. The first was at the age of six. I was still a very confident and outgoing child when I let a friend in on a secret game that I used to play where I would challenge myself to hold my gaze with others until they looked away first. In child parlance, this will be called a staring contest, of course. But in this instance, I was the only one playing. As soon as the others would look away, then I too would divert my gaze. Fast forward by about 15 years to the second memory. By now, I was a shadow of my former self. Shyness and social anxiety had eaten away all my confidence. I'd left school and home by the age of 16 without any qualifications and now I was alone in the world and working in a shop. My co-worker turned out to be a wife beater. To say I had poor adult role models was an understatement but that's a different story. While standing behind the counter one day looking down and wrapping something for a customer I suddenly sensed her leaning over until her face was at the same level as my gaze. She looked me in the eyes and forced me to look back as she straightened up. By this time, being able to look people in the eyes, let alone have a staring contest, was long behind me. I felt humiliated and angry by what she had just done. But for her part, she didn't know me or my issues. She just wanted her respect her acknowledgement. This incident very much defines the first level of eye contact. So let's take a look at the different levels now. Level one, eye contact anxiety, where you have maybe as much as 10% eye contact with other people. So barring any conditions such as autism or cultural differences, if you're struggling badly with eye contact, it's for neither of these reasons, then chances are you have eye contact anxiety. At this level, low confidence and conditioning makes you feel less equal to others. Feelings like being a child in an adult world where you would naturally behave subserviently to the grown-ups. This feeling can also be called imposter syndrome. And after a few seconds, it can feel like the other person is looking directly into your soul and learning too much about you too quickly. Like a hostile foreign power 
how loading all your defence secrets. When we realise what's happening, our heart rate increases as the fight or flight response is triggered, causing our gaze to take flight from that of the other person. Where that flight ends up is usually on or near the ground, somewhere near the level where our self-esteem lives. Level 2. Scattered. This is where you might have as much as 30% eye contact. At level 1, avoiding mutual eye contact is such a habitual thing that you're barely aware of it, even to the extent that walking down the street without ever taking your eyes off the ground. But at level 2, you're consciously aware of your own eye contact avoidance behaviours. Being consciously aware is the key difference here, because you know that frequent eye contact is a valuable communication skills, so you consciously try to increase it. But trying to hold that direct gaze, contact, for more than those initial few seconds can feel like two magnets repelling, and it can feel impossible to maintain that direct gaze when someone else's attention is directly on you. There can be two reasons why someone's attention is scattered. Either they're not interested in talking to you and want to find someone else to come to their rescue, or they are struggling to maintain effective eye contact with you. If the other person is playing hide-and-seek with their eye contact and you want to know which reason it is, Look at the rest of their body language, because low confidence leaks out through multiple body language cues. Level 3. Conscious control. This is where you'll have perhaps as much as 50% eye contact. At this level, you make good eye contact with people when you're speaking, and you can hold it for short periods of time, not too short not too long, so you don't come across as awkward, shy, creepy, aggressive, and any of that good stuff. You even throw in some head nods and a positive facial expression or two. The problem is, a thousand books and articles told you how difficult it is to get this balance right, and how you will be condemned as rude, arrogant, timid, etc. If you're off by more than a second or so in the amount of time that you look at somebody. The result is you become paranoid at measuring out the right levels of I guessed, I guessed, I gaze to the speaker. How and where to look at their face. Didn't you read somewhere that you're supposed to imagine their eyes as an inverted triangle and then look somewhere inside that triangle? And while all this paranoid churn is going around in your mind, your attention to what the other person is actually saying is now more compromised than a politician's promise. Level 4. Eye contact rapport. This is where you're achieving 70% eye contact. You're at the optimal level of mutual gaze with people, and you hear because you're no longer calculating the percentages or worrying about sending out shy or creep vibes. You occupy level four because you're confident and confidence doesn't worry about the opinions of others. 
instead of judging when to look away. A well-developed emotional intelligence allows you to become attuned with the other person so you can converse with rapport. Eye contact rapport can best be visualised as a casual game of tennis warm-up. If the other person is lobbing the ball for long, leisurely bouts of eye contact, you match them. If they are hitting from mid-court or closer to the net for shorter bouts of eye contact, you match them. If the other person drops their gaze quite frequently, you instinctively drop your own gaze more often to ensure they don't feel dominated. Save that for the real game of tennis. By using eye contact rapport, you will no longer have a problem with cultural differences. Should you find yourself in Japan, for instance, where direct eye contact can be interpreted as rude by naturally mirroring your Japanese hosts, you will have no problems. A good conversation takes place on a level playing field, and if you're approximately mirroring the other person in their eye contact with you, they will feel more comfortable in your company. And that's the essence of mirroring. Level five, epoxy eyes. Now you're hitting 90 plus percent eye contact. I came across the term epoxy eyes many years ago now, and from a published author who had achieved a good level of credibility in this area, which is what made this strategy sound all the more appalling to me. As epoxy eyes suggests, this means gluing your gaze onto that of the other person and not taking it off again until the conversation is done. At this level, you're no longer confidently operating at a subconscious level. You're not operating with any social or emotional intelligence. You're consciously and passive-aggressively trying to dominate the other person. How not to improve eye contact. Okay, so, dancing on the flippant side of life here a little bit, but also with all seriousness. Stop reading all those hints and tips articles about eye contact, such as the following tip that I recently came across. And it goes like this. In North America, you should look at people for three to five seconds at a time if you want to look confident. Less appears more timid, more appears aggressive. If you're not sure how long three seconds is, try counting one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi in your head. Oh my God, right? As we discussed at level three, the more consumed you become by thinking about how long to look, where to look, how to look, etc., the less conscious attention you will have left over to actually hear what the other person is saying. And whatever attention you do have spare is probably going to get eaten up by the paranoia of how other people are apparently judging you when, inevitably, you mess up on those damn Mississippis. So how to really improve your eye contact then? Here's a question. What came first, the confidence or the eye contact? The two are linked. Low confidence means low eye contact. Good confidence means good eye contact. You can't have one without the other, as the song goes. Low confidence and self-esteem 
are woven into your subconscious, while pithy little eye contact strategies are things you would have to do consciously. But here's where all the self-help books and articles are missing the bigger picture. The subconscious is to the conscious mind as the ocean is to a glass of water. In other words, the subconscious is vastly more powerful. So why try to overcome eye contact anxiety with a glass of water when you should be learning how to sail in your own personal ocean of subconscious? Remember, if it's not working for you, then it's out of control and working against you. Once you begin to develop confidence, you'll naturally begin to rise up through the five levels until holding the right level of eye contact is something you do instinctively because your subconscious is doing it for you, just like breathing. And where would we all be if we had to start thinking about how to breathe? The answer to that question is that the human race will be extinct within about two minutes. But in case you're wondering how to go about developing natural confidence, the main two ways are, and always have been, knowledge and practice, in that order. That includes knowledge about your job, subject, and hobbies that interest you, such as food, politics, personal development. Also very important is knowledge about yourself, your values, your beliefs and ideas about life. This is it. This is how it's done. Until you have confidence in yourself and what you stand for as a personal brand, uncertainty and insecurity will continue to pollute your ocean and choke your confidence like an oil slick. So in conclusion, here it is. You can either try to develop more eye contact by using conscious strategies, such as 1. Remembering to look people 50% of the time when you are speaking. 70% of the time when they are speaking. 2. Focusing on just one of their eyes. Or 3. Making a triangle out of their eyes and their nose and focusing inside the triangle. 4. Defocusing your gaze while looking at them. 5. Counting to between 3 and 5 seconds then, looking away. 6. Hooding your eyelids a little when you want to flirt. Or you can save your sanity and develop your self-confidence first and let the eye contact naturally follow. That said, I'm going to let you go I'm not going to let you go without sharing one of my own little eye contact strategies. I like it because it requires very little conscious processing power. There's very little distraction for you from what the other person is actually talking about. So trying to go from zero eye contact to about 50 or 70% in one go would be too much of a shock to the system. So go for 10% baby steps instead. And you can do that with this following strategy. When you first meet somebody and you feel that irresistible need to drop your gaze, instead, Fight the urge for just long enough to identify the colour of their eyes. Most people will leave a conversation never knowing the colour of the other person's eyes. 
But just by distracting yourself with this little mission, you'll have held contact for about 10% longer than you usually would have done. What's more, the other person will be completely unaware of what you're really doing. Unless it's a romantic counter and you want to compliment them for their eye colour, in which case you can expect to score some nice brownie points. Or should that be green? Blue? Hazel? In conclusion, work to develop your confidence in other areas and better eye contact will naturally follow until it's just another of your subconscious life skills. Thanks for listening. This has been the Disruptive Social Skills Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere that good podcasts can be found, so you don't miss the next scintillating episode. To find out more about life confidence, world-exclusive programmes, such as the Social and Emotional Intelligence Masterclass, where, incidentally, eye contact is a part of it, or the Small Talk Master Keys programme, where we have another amazing eye contact strategy for you. Visit lifeconfident.com. Thanks for listening. I've been Richard Gray, and you've been amazing. <laughs>